0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Today, I am joined by a very, very special guest, content creator and social media assassin, Ashley Renee. How are you doing, sister?
1: I'm doing well. How
0: are you? I'm very good. I reached out to you today. I am a huge fan of your stuff. Uh, You're on my podcast right now based on my own selfishness. I don't need to talk to fighters all the time. I want to talk to some people I look up to, fans. I'm a huge fan of you on, on social media. And I'm so happy that you agreed to come on my podcast. I appreciate your time.
1: Of course. I think it's hilarious that you said look up to me because I'm five foot nothing. So you'd definitely just be looking down on me the entire time. All right. I mean, I, thank you.
0: I'm six 6'2". So let's uh yeah. I'll, I'll just crouch down like this and give it the illusion.
1: Good. That's why I have good posture because I'm like, if I'm going to be short, I'm going to look great doing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. You're, it's not even a character. It's you. I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know like people are always like, oh, is that a stage voice or like, is she putting a show on? I'm like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. this is this is me.
0: Amazing. I, and when I when I started this podcast, I was told, hey, you got a huge advantage. You've got that man, deep voice, you know, put that in front of a microphone. You're going to excel. And then a couple of months ago, like maybe five, six months ago, I, I came across your page on reels and it was this high pitched hilarious cadence that I was so attracted to. I I just had to immediately go to your next video. And then I see all of your pages, all of your videos. This is not an act. This is the girl. This is what (laughs) she sounds like. I love it.
1: Yeah, I get it a lot where people are like, oh, no one actually sounds like that. I'm like, you think that this is the voice I would have picked? Like, if I was just going out choosing voices, like, yeah, everyone wants to sound like a cross between a small boy and a chipmunk. Like, no, this is not the voice that you just, oh, that's what I'm gonna sound like today. No, like, <laughs> It just makes me laugh. I'm like, why did you think that this would be the one? Like, if I had full control over this, I can't even say low-toned things. Like people were I don't know if you saw when they're like trying to say like low toned stuff, and I was like trying to say, "I am Batman and failing miserably because my voice doesn't do that,
0: yeah, that's so it's it's so unique, I guess because everybody's as i I think I said it before it's everybody's trying to say the right thing and being careful not to say the wrong thing just to sound cool or to sound authentic or whatever um but I think if if you're authentic and genuine and yourself, you I think your evidence that your your numbers can skyrocket. You've got a huge following online. It's insane.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's mainly like you just I don't know the issue with uh, a lot of people doing social media is we have been kind of conditioned from when Instagram first came out that it was about this picture perfect. You have to be. Just everything has to be perfect. If you're not posting the most beautifully edited photo, then, like, why are you on Instagram? And now, because I think of the way that videos and stuff are transitioning, it's no longer, like, YouTube is still huge, obviously, which is a highly edited process, where TikTok is just, like, short form, and then Instagram saw, okay, short form is working pretty good. Um, But then it turned into people wanting to be entertained. And... Perfect people are not entertaining. Like it's the freaks and the weirdos, the ones that like I readily will be walking around my house and I'm like, mm. and then people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, right, I don't live alone. And they're like, what are you? What is this? And I'm like, I don't know. It was my dance. Like I have a turkey bacon making song, and I'll just sing that when I'm making turkey bacon. And I like I'm not scared of looking like a fucking idiot because I'm like I know I'm a fucking idiot. Like. <laughs> it's good
0: that's like and again unique authentic and and that's how it goes and that's what got my attention you know it's just like uh i'm trying to put out on my social media on my my gym page like uh, i took over the social media well i didn't take it over i got a partner but i do a lot of the social media for my my cma city martial arts the gym i take care of Mm -hmm. um but fast or not fast forward i can't even talk Uh, rewind let's say six months maybe I want to say a year ago now I bought this guy because I was getting off social media completely I was done I was sick of the nonsense comments I was sick of the same mind-numbing stuff out there all the time all these wonderful cleavage shots and all the guys trying to look cool with their muscles and stuff it's just like what are we doing here but from the perspective of growing a business uh, I wanted to make sure that we had a good, strong social media to go with it, like especially in the fight game. You, you, are, you are you up to speed on the fight game or are you not up to speed on the fight game?
1: Nope. I okay. know nothing. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I said that to the guys during the week. I said, hey, guys, guess everything okay?
1: Yeah, I almost knocked over my iPad. It's fine. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I flail. When I talk, I kind of am just all over the place and it's quite dangerous. I punched my sister in the face while doing this, like... It's normal.
0: That's a natural movement. That's what you got to keep your hands up. You keep your chin down. Exactly. Um, Well, that's
1: why I have this clip to try to make sure that I am fidgeting down here and not flailing my
0: arms. (laughs) I love it. And I was talking to the guys during the week going, guess who's going to come on the podcast? And they were like, they knew who you were. And they're like, Dave, what are you going to talk to this girl about? Um, I said, watch me. Trust me believe in me yeah and and they do and hopefully this will come across as genuine um but in relation to your social media it's taken off at such a, a skyrocketing pace and I think it's because of your authenticity and the fact that you're coming across as so genuine and you've got that factor that that geeky nerd factor that I'm naturally attracted to because I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm a, I'm a a music head. I I like all the weirds. I was a weird kid in school. You know, I listened to to rock and roll while people were listening to stuff on the radio. So, um, have you enjoyed the, the quick success so far?
1: Yeah, it's been really nice because I think I have undiagnosed ADHD. So when I'm like seeing immediate results, I'm like, Ooh, look what we're doing. And it's nice. And it's, I think that's why I like analytics so much, because then I can actually watch everything that's happening. Um, Like, I personally, once a week, record um, all of my following. So then I'll just, like, be able to physically see. Because I think it almost gets discouraging when you're, like, like for example, when I was trying to reach 200,000 on TikTok, I was at, like, 150,000. And I'm, like, there was one week when I had, like, 30,000, then I jumped to 60,000. I managed to get, like, 30,000 followers in a week and because you're you're a slave to the TikTok algorithm, like it's so difficult to even know why your videos are performing well or not performing well on that platform because they just, they have the funkiest algorithm. So it's nice to be able to see in a spreadsheet, like, okay, no, like it's not you. It's just their algorithm being like a little bit weird. Where Instagram, I have noticed that it is so underrated because Reels, for example, I have 50,000 followers on Instagram versus 215,000 on TikTok, and I have more videos that have gotten over a million views on my Instagram in my Reels than I do on my TikTok. Like, a lot more. Like, I think my highest grossing video views on TikTok was 3.1 million, and my highest on Instagram is 3.5 million. Wow. Like, yeah. So, like, people are sleeping on, on Instagram because everyone's like, oh, no, we're transitioning to TikTok, but Reels is way better than tiktok like their algorithm
0: is just better yeah but yeah (laughs) i just i i i understand why like tiktok is so big i've got a tiktok account for the gym but i haven't posted anything on it yet because i want all that stuff to be in the gym with the logo with the bags with the ring with the cage um right now we're training outside so it's not going to be a good look for the gym if it's like you know urban um yeah but i understand the attention span the reasons why that's so successful and especially with reels as well I find myself when I want to just relax lay back on the couch and just every 10 seconds you know it's a new one and if it's something I don't like you just go to the next one and then then some people like you show up and it's like all right I got some entertainment here let's go
1: let's go for it just binge all over videos it's, it's funny yeah you know? well and like that's that's the thing about being on social media is you have to kind of monitor your time as well like for me same thing i love just sitting there and being like "Ah, what's what's going on but then you also realize you're like i'm wasting a lot of time doing this when i should be making my own content so you kind of have to like police yourself a little bit which sucks but whatever I, I i also would rather spend a little bit more time responding to people in my dms or in my comments um versus just scrolling because like at least that's beneficial to me as well is like the more you engage with your community like the stronger your community is going to be
0: yeah and that's something i wanted to bring up i'm glad you touched on that because you you make fun of your negative commenters which is amazing which is it's it's hilarious it's content it's funny it's engaging i love seeing you guys uh you you roasting the guys that come uh what was the one uh your voice your voice, you, they were picking your voice. It's just like, well, I find that funny. So uh, this is interesting for me, why someone would pick on somebody's voice. You don't choose your voice. Um, mm-hmm. But your your ability to make fun of A, yourself, and B, someone who deserves it. Uh, it's like, I always kind of say, if you can't make fun of yourself, you have no business making fun of anybody else. And you Literally, do it so yeah. well.
1: Thank you. I'm, uh, I was told that I should do like stand-up comedy because... I'm pretty easy at just, you know, making fun of people. Um, But in a very polite way, because I'm Canadian, obviously. Um, But I think that's, like, a scary thing about doing comedy nowadays, is, like, everyone is triggered about everything. So Uh. I'm not even sure, like, what appropriate jokes are anymore, because even when I do battle back against people that are being overtly mean to me for no reason, I have people defending them, being like, oh, but you're just sinking down to their level. And I'm like, I'm not. They're being an idiot, and all I did was post the screenshot, like, I did nothing but post the screenshot. So like that one guy, I don't know if you're along for the journey, um, but I like just posted the screenshots of what he was saying, he's like, I'm gonna sue you for defamation of character, and I'm like, so you're saying what you're, the stuff that you've said to me, now that I've posted it to a public forum, now that's, that's bad, but when you were just saying it to me, it was fine? Interesting. It Amazing. was hilarious to me.
0: Uh, that's my dad's. My dad's a lawyer type shit. Like, uh, drives me crazy. And it's not defamation. It would be defamation if you said something that would be not true against this guy. But this guy, all you, you're doing is screenshotting what he actually said.
1: <laughs> that's why I just sat there and laughed. I was ah. like, you're so dumb. Or there was that girl that made that video, being like, oh, like I don't like your voice. Thanks for giving me something to hate about you, essentially. And I was just like, we sound the same. Like, (laughs) what? And then she ended up deleting her entire account, which I mean, like, wasn't what I intended. But also, I don't feel bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you did that thing as well where you were trying to fix your voice. And you were like, no, doesn't seem to work. It's my voice.
1: Yeah. I'm like, this is, I've, I've been trying for years to make it not sound like this. And, uh. We're Stuck with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get sick, and people are like, Wow, you should keep that one. I was like, Yes, I will just stay sick 100% of the time, just so I can sound raspy.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Joe Rogan from his uh, his podcast said that he puts he's got a lot of hater videos, a lot of guys who actually take the time to make some really cool videos and put up some like triggering hater videos he says that uh, i just go to youtube and i say hey that's my that's me they're talking about there I, uh, he puts ads on his hater videos and he makes money off them
1: that's delightful what a that badass is so smart. move that is that's hilarious yeah i think that is just like i'm not a huge fan of joe rogan but like i can appreciate some of what he does
0: yeah write that down
1: <laughs> ah, i'm like oh this is this is smart hmm.
0: yeah Cause uh, I, I last week I put up a video on uh, our Instagram page, and um, it was just a stupid video of me blocking punches coming from another guy, and it was a it's supposed to be a funny video. He's punching at me, I'm blocking, and then he stops. I walk away. I walk towards the camera, and I say, "Hands up, chin down. You live to fight another day." And then like it was just meant to be a funny advertisement for defense and the one guy commented underneath oh dude you're like twice the guy's weight and your technique is here and I'm just like reading this comment like it's a paragraph this guy took time out of his day probably sitting on the toilet um, and I was just like I half read the comment and then I deleted it because I was busy doing something else but I thought if my social media gets big am I going to be dealing with these type of people every day I might have to like yep. increase my training a little bit.
1: Yeah, you definitely have to just understand that like what they're saying is just a reflection of themselves. And like that's why the hater comments don't get to me. Like I know people are like, Oh, you posting videos saying they don't get to you means that it gets to you, and I'm like, No, like that's that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like the reason I don't care is because I live by the motto like I won't allow your opinion to affect anything that I think about myself because it's your opinion. Like you, your personality, like who you know you to be, is different to every person that you've ever met. So like your opinion of me is going to be different than my opinion of me, which is going to be different than my mom's opinion of me. So like you as a person, you don't really exist as just a singular being. You exist on so many different levels that the only one you can control is the way that you feel about yourself. And like if you wouldn't take advice from someone, don't take their opinion. Because obviously their their advice or opinion doesn't mean shit. It's like if you if you want to be a millionaire, would you take advice from a millionaire or would you take advice from someone working at like a shoe store? Like true. If you're gonna take the advice from the person that's doing what you want to do.
0: Yeah. It makes no true. sense. Yeah. Absolutely. And this, this correlates over then very nicely. And it, it parallels to uh, what we were discussing earlier with like bullying. I, I was bullied heavily between the age of 12 and 18. And, you know, you, you'd mentioned in previous interviews that, you know, you were bullied and um, we had this, we had this safety net of when school finished or when, when you know, our, our, if we were around our friends and there was a bully in the group of friends, whenever we left that group, the bullying stopped. We went home. Uh, nowadays, social media, everybody's got their phone, that that portal in their pocket. You pull it out, these commenters, these bulliers, these trolls, they have access to you at all times. And yeah. I guess dealing with that is is going to have to... They're going to have to teach more of this in school. They're going to have to teach how to deal with it more.
1: Yeah, well, the thing that I don't really... Think that social media is good for is a young mind. So, like, I personally think that the fact that kids can get social media at 13... I mean, their parents let them have it younger than that, but I was so excited when I turned 13 I could get Facebook. Because um, I want to play that stupid farm game. Farmville. Because <laughs> everyone else was playing it. And then by the time I got Facebook, everyone was done playing it. I'm like, fuck yeah. um, But I personally... The reason in my brain that we allowed such young people to be on social media is because the older generations weren't. So they needed someone to grow into it, right? So now that, like, I started Facebook, what, uh, 11 years ago? Yeah, 11 years ago. So I was like my first taste into like social media, and I definitely, like, looking back at some of the stuff, like, I used to use this program called Bear Share, which was like LimeWire, but it was also like a social media kind of thing. The amount of men that were grooming me, like, yeah, and like you don't think about it when you're that young. You're just like, oh, I'm just getting attention from like older men and blah blah blah. And my parents are like, ah, no, how did you find this? Oh, bad, bad, bad. And
0: god damn.
1: It, um, yeah, so you don't even realize like what's happening because you're not mature enough to understand it. So personally, like I'm talking to a friend of mine that does tech and we're looking at maybe creating our own social media thing, but I will not allow minors onto the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, if you're not 18 in most places, I mean 21 in the states or whatever, you can't drink alcohol. So why are we allowing you to, to me, like, social media is a mind-altering substance as well. I mean, it's not, it's addictive, it's definitely bad for your mental health, it can be great for your mental health too, but there's like so many people that are allowing their young children to become like social media influencers, and I'm like, no one should be an influencer at 14. Like, that's, that's horrible or like you think of um like even actors and stuff you know Kira Knightley was 17 when she filmed Pirates of the Caribbean no yeah 17 and she was like kissing Orlando Bloom I think he was 26 at the time or something like that or um uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher she was 14 when she got on um what is that show called now
0: 70's that seventy show
1: yeah yeah um, and so when she was having a love interest with Ashton Kutcher, he was 20 and she was 15. Wow. So, like, the amount of grooming that we have in media is deplorable. Like, yeah, I get it because they're young and they're pretty and you want them. But, no, you shouldn't, unless you are a child actor playing a child role, you should not be, like, I, get, I have a baby face, don't get me wrong. I could play a 16-year-old, sure. But do that. Like, if you're going to have two people playing underage people, make sure they're both overage or make sure they're both minors. Like there was one, um, in the, what is it? Never, Never Have I Ever. It's that new series on Netflix or whatever. Um, anyway, the lead girl, I think she's 16 or 17 or something. And the lead guy was 28. Wow. So yeah. So like, that's terrifying to me because no one should be that young doing adult things and we're hypersexualizing young people because of social media you see like 14 year olds nowadays look like they're like 22 versus the weirdos that we were when we were 14 yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with social media so like i think because i'm in social media i can be a spokesperson on that being like it's toxic for young minds and you should not be allowed on social media till you're at least 18 in my opinion
0: damn straight you i know. couldn't agree more i could not agree more i got two daughters so like when I'm sitting on the couch, got my beer, I'm just flicking through reels. And then all of a sudden, this basically soft core pornography comes up on my screen. I'm kind of like, you know, there's that guy side of me, too. But then there's the dad side of me where I'm just kind of like, hang on a second. This is this is everyone has access to this with who has a phone uh, when my daughters are 10. 15 they're going to have a phone what's it going to be like then is it still going to be the wild west like this is a real concern for me because especially with tiktok as well i'd have i'd be on the bus and i might i'd go through my social media and tiktok is there i'm like all right let's have a look at some gyms let's see what they're doing and all of a sudden it's these fucking pole dancers and i'm like well i'm not going to be on tiktok or reels Mm -hmm. no and
1: like that's the scary thing and like I also don't understand what the point of having young people on social media is anymore. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was to make us dependent on it moving forward. But now, yeah, you said you're you said you're 37?
0: 37.
1: 37. And I'm 24. Like, we're the people that now have money. We have um, the ability to actually purchase products that are being advertised on social media. We have, like, all of this. We have the mental stability, or I mean not all of us, I'm on anxiety medication, like I'm fucking broken, but (laughs) um, We're way more mentally developed to understand like the detriment to social media, but also understand like what is good about it Um, And so like I just don't understand why we're still pitching all of this stuff to young people or like young people using their parents credit cards to like buy followers or using their parents credit cards to like buy stuff that they've seen on advertisements but we're still targeting these really young people that don't even have their own money yet. Like, why why have we not shifted? Because there's now 80-year-olds that are on TikTok. There's 60-year-olds. There's 50-year-olds. Like, people that have money and that are mentally stable, we're the majority. So, like, why are we not pushing for safer spaces for our under-18s? Like, they're not mentally developed enough to be on these apps. They're being groomed. And... I think it all comes down to a lot of parents not wanting to parent their kids. They don't want to tell their kid no, they don't want to tell their kid you can't have social media until you're of this age. Um, they just don't want to do their job. They just want to have kids and they want society to raise them. That's why like I think society has failed them because now you have so many soft parents. We're like my parents didn't hit me, like I'm not, they never spanked me, no nothing, but they were my parents and now they're my friends. Where Parents are now just trying to be friends with their kids from day one. Like, yeah. you have a job. You have a responsibility. I'm not on social media to parent your fucking kids. So when people are like, oh, you need to watch what you're posting. I'm like, no, you need to watch your fucking kid. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. that That is so interesting that you say that because I had this exact conversation about two weeks ago with someone who disagrees with this point. Um, It's so like we're taking away... It's, uh, I don't want to go political. I hate going political on the, the on this podcast, especially. But we're taking away accountability and any sort of... Um, I don't even know how I'm supposed to say this without insulting a whole side of the world. But just, just the fact that you don't need to watch what you're posting. Parents need to take control of what their kids are watching. And I don't know. Did you see the congressional... Um, facebook hearing from the whistleblower last week on so i didn't
1: watch the hearing but i know about like everything that was going on where they were like pushing through hate speech and all that stuff and like just doing it for the interactions and i'm like yeah Yeah. sounds all right
0: i'm watching i'm watching both democrat and republican guys in on the on the hearing um, basically saying that they're going to step in and they're going to make all these rules and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And I just thought, well, as a dad, I'd prefer to take care of this one myself. I'm going to like there's accountability on my side, too. It's not on Facebook. It's not on the politicians. Uh, and especially with cyber bullying, I got to be able to talk to my my kids and say hey listen you completely ignore this shit don't interact don't even read it and yeah. you know i i think where are we going to be in 10 years when this is a problem for me um because right now it's like yeah I, I really see the effects of it
1: well and i think that there should be safe spaces for each oh i think you froze no are we're, we're back. back are we good okay yep <laughs> rose there for a second, so I was like, oh! Um, I think that we should have separate spaces for people that, because I mean, there, there is safe ways for kids to be on social media. Um, I think turning off commenting and stuff would be a huge thing. Um, so if you do have content for kids, no one should be able to comment on it. Uh, no one should be able to downvote it. No, like, no one should be able to actually like it. Like, That's where a lot of the toxicity of social media comes from, is the constant need for validation. Like, for me, I have learned over the years that I don't give a fuck because I'm fabulous. Um, So I validate myself every day. But not everyone has that mental stability to do that. I mean, like, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't try killing myself because of cyberbullying. But I also don't think every person should go through that trauma. (laughs) Like, I have so many, like, traumatic experiences that have happened to me. Um, because of how everyone is portraying these kind of things on social media, I think it's desensitizing a lot of young people to these traumas, because they're like, oh, well, it happens to everybody, and I'm like, yeah, but it shouldn't, but because social media has taught so many people that accountability isn't on them, it's on society. So no one's being held accountable for their own actions. Or they're being canceled because of something dumb. So then when people should get canceled, they don't. Like you have people like, uh, what the fuck is his name? The Brock, Brock, whatever it was, when he assaulted that girl behind the dumpster and he only spent six months in prison.
0: Oh, the football and, player. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The swimming guy. And then everyone was oh. like, oh, but you're ruining his, his career. And I'm like, well, then maybe he shouldn't have touched somebody. But we put yeah. so much emphasis on well, you're ruining their life. Um, they're not the one that has to live with trauma. But again, social media went on to that oh, there was this other one. Really good looking guy killed a mother and his and her kid because they they're walking across the street and he plowed them over with his vehicle. And people on social media were like, Oh, but like he's too pretty to go to jail. Like Wow. What? <laughs> what?
0: Jesus it's Christ. It's
1: insane. Yeah, sorry to take that little detour. I just was like, wait a minute. This is something I should
0: mention, yeah. But yeah, it's it's intense when it's, uh, again, accountability is taken out of it. Like, again, I don't want to go down the politics of all of this, but student Mm -hmm. loans, student loans, all this kind of medical, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Medical care, medical treatment, things like this. Mm -hmm. People are looking for free everything. Whereas a lot of people are kind of, you know what? You got to work for it. You got to put in the hard work. You got to do all this kind of stuff. And then you get your loans paid back. You get whatever treatment you want as deemed essential by whoever. Uh, But accountability, hard work, perseverance, the struggle, the grind. All things that we can mirror and parallel between growing a social media, being a gym owning your own business all these things are a recipe for success and if you take out any of those components you don't really get your end product which is the the good meal the good dish
1: Mm -hmm. well and that's that's the biggest thing about that i've noticed growing on social media is i've had so many people that were quick to tell me how easy it is and i'm like then why don't you do it why aren't you doing it if it's so easy if anyone can do it then do it and they're like oh but like i don't have the time and i'm like oh so does that mean that it's more difficult because you actually have to put in time because I'm like, interesting, um, more like you go to your nine to five job. You just show up, do your thing, go home, social media. I'm constantly doing something, whether it be posting a dumb story or batching out content or coming up with ideas for content or talking to people in my DMS or in my comments or doing podcasting <clears throat> interviews. Um, Like, I just got invited to go to fashion week, so now I have to plan a trip to Vancouver, short notice, and try to get all that sorted, and I have incorporated my business recently, so now that means get an appointment with the bank, and then once the appointment with the bank is all done, then I have to go talk to my accountant to figure out a pay structure, and then after that I got to talk to my financial advisor, and I'm like, people don't realize that there's a lot going on behind it, if you're doing it right, but that's the biggest thing, if you're doing it right because people, I have a lot of friends that do social media as well, obviously, meeting other creators, and they're not monetizing, or they're not monetizing correctly. And I'm like, it's great that you have one stream of, of revenue coming in, like, like, I do OnlyFans, but I don't post nudes. And people are like, there's no way you can make money doing that. I was like, there is. If you're smart about how you advertise it, essentially. So, like, if you go to my page, rarely do you see, like, any, like, super thirst trappy kind of stuff. Like, I don't post bikini pictures, I don't post anything with, like, cleavage, nothing. Because now I've created a demand for it. So now I control the supply, and I just increase the demand by tossing in, like, the occasional, like, thirst trap or whatever. But I have a friend that does OnlyFans, has, like, a full thing, and he does the, the, the form part of it. the whole thingy Mm -hmm. being flipping the little thingy being flipped out all the time had to unfollow him from twitter because like every other like scroll i'm like i don't need to see it like why is this being posted on twitter twitter apparently doesn't censor that kind of stuff um (laughs) yeah but he he, him and i are making the same amount of money wow and he's doing like full corn and i'm not even posting things that like people deem risque
0: (laughs) yeah you said you get it approved from your parents Yeah. Or not even approved, but just something that you, your parents would see.
1: Yep. I've shown it to my grandmother. My grandma's like, get that money. And I'm like, thanks, grandma.
0: There you go. The approval.
1: Uh, Well, like you're never, you're not going to be hot for the rest of your life. So you might as well use your youthful glow while you have it, right? Um, And I'm using the money that I'm making from that to invest in other business ventures. And I think that's what separates me from an influencer is I like to call myself like a content creator or entrepreneur or whatever because I am diversifying my income strategies so then if one collapses then you still have multiple so you can keep doing content creation full-time because you don't have to worry about your finances I think that's why a lot of people fail with content creation is they're unable to monetize it so then they get spooked and they're like well I can't do this like you can you just got to put in the leg room, or not the leg room <laughs> what the what is the foot thing why can't leg, I remember leg,
0: the.
1: Leg uh, work. Leg work. Yeah. Leg, leg work. <laughs> work. Yeah. You got it. I was like, it was in there. Um, leg room. Yeah. Just put leg the room. leg room in there. Okay.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> basically, what you're saying is hard work gets you this success and result. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, even if it doesn't look like hard work to other people, it doesn't mean it's not. Like,. I think our society has brainwashed us into thinking that you need to be killing yourself, working hard for someone else to be successful, Mm -hmm. and that'll get you nowhere. Like, if you actually break down the average salary and you look at it as like a daily thing, and like, that's what I did when I wanted to quit my job, I said, okay, to be able to maintain how much I'm making right now, I need to be making $150 a day, Or over the course of five days, or like $100 a day over the course of $107 a day, over the course of seven days. And when you break it down, you're like, I thought I was making good money. But then you realize that you're working for eight hours a day and you're making $100. And you're like, that's going out for a nice meal. I worked an entire day to go out and eat a steak. Like, isn't that insane when you think of it like that? It's bonkers to me.
0: Yeah, when you break it down, it's just like, hang on a minute. What am I doing my day for this? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Crazy. Well, like someone that makes, like I was making $19 an hour. And I'm like, okay, so I work for one hour and I can pay for a meal, but I can't even get a drink to go with it. Okay, so now you want to gl- get a bottle of wine because they're like 30 bucks at the restaurant and food. So now you're like, okay, my total is going to be like 70 bucks okay so now I have to work half a day just to pay for one meal yeah. like isn't that just bonkers when you break it down
0: yes it is and I think we've been programmed or are just shunted in that direction to think that this is life and this is the way uh, things should be and then there's people like you that break through that and then have some form of financial stability at the beginning and then all of a sudden you just see this skyrocketing hey i can do what i want i can get like a private jet if i want i don't know if you're there yet but if you are god godspeed but uh but yeah it's it's a strange situation to be in where we're programmed to be part of this rat race this nine to five where as if you put in the work and invest your in yourself um you know hard work perseverance a little bit of luck dropped in there at some point. Um, you said something in, in one of your previous interviews that I found. I rooted out online that the, the one, one of, the, one of the, the, the roadblocks for you that I'm experiencing myself is help from your local community with your makeup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You don't get any help from your local community. As soon as you realize that the people that are supposed to support you aren't going to, yeah. the quicker that you can grow. Because I, when I first started trying to do makeup artistry as like a, a thing, I wanted to do the YouTube videos and stuff. I was still nervous about my voice at that point. Um, people are like, oh, we support you. We fully support you. So I launched a makeup line at 19, I think I was. So I sank seven grand into that. And I saw like a $2,000 return because all those people that said, we're going to support you. We're going to buy your products. Never did. Never. So oh. now I still have product years later that I can't use because it's not like ethical. Um, So, I mean, I did learn from that that if you're going to launch, launch soft. (laughs) Don't don't launch so hard. Um, But, yeah, I've learned that you get no support. Like, that photo that I just posted that got just shy of 20,000 likes. It got, like, 19,600 and something. Like, we're we're peaking. Um, Out of those 20,000 people that like that photo, um, I only follow 12. So, 12 people out of that were people that I knew. Wow. Yeah. So, like, the quicker that you realize that people don't give a fuck about you, especially people that are close to you, because it's it's known as, like, a small-town mentality, is that, like, people want to see you succeed until you surpass them. And as soon yeah. as you start surpassing them, then they hate you a little bit. And you just got to realize that strangers on the internet are way more supportive.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know how, how I relate to this so much that I can't actually talk about it the way I want to talk about it on a podcast. But basically, yes, I I need uh people to be at the gym. Our our basically what happened is our gym uh had noise complaints and we kind of used this to get out of the lease that we were in because it was just at the start of the pandemic and we were like in about to go into lockdowns. And uh, you know, we got out of the gym, we got out of the lease. Um, it was a very nice transition out. We train outside and you know I understand people don't want to train outside they want to be in a nice space but it's a pandemic you got to adapt you got to move you know um but numbers dropped and you know i wanted to grow the social media with this huge outdoor following you know we were asked to wear masks at one point we did for a little bit but when you get punched and you're wearing a mask unfortunately the mask goes above your eyes so the next punch you you don't see coming um but I need more people at the the place where we do the training outside um, so that I can post pictures, so that I can create content, so that I could do all this kind of stuff. But a lot of people are like, call us when you get a gym space. And I'm like, cool, thanks for the support. Nice one. Uh, even my mentors, my friends uh, who I want to subscribe and comment and like and share to the podcast haven't watched one of my videos. I'm like, again, thanks, guys so yeah i get it i'm I'm with you i i I know exactly how that feels
1: and like to celebrate your milestones and stuff like people that follow you on social media are way more happy for you with stuff like me hitting um like fifty thousand on instagram i was like fuck yeah i sent that to like a bunch of people and out of the people that i've met through doing social media because i do chat with like a lot of people i usually have like 60 ish conversations going on at a time like it's (laughs) it's a lot Um. But that's why it takes me like days to respond sometimes, because I'm just like, ugh, people don't want to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll send it to them and they're hyping me up. They are full caps. They're like, fuck yeah, you're killing it. And then I'll like send it to like some friends from like school. Ah, that's a lie. I don't have friends from school. Uh, <laughs> I'll send it to people that I, I met organically in the community and they're like, cool,
0: good for you. And yeah. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. It is. It's a harsh part of it, and you're exactly true in what you say. You get to a certain point where you're like, ah, oh, you're just you get ah, uh, and then this starts to become a little bit more uh, nasty hatred. Not hatred, but negativity starts that's popping in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 just I fell in love with your content. It is so funny. You are so authentic and genuine and. You know, I'm reaching out to so many and then you responded to my reach out. I'm like, what? This is so funny. Um, But yeah, I just I thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's really cool to just talk to you even before we were recording. That was pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, well, and like you did one thing that I highly recommend to anyone that's trying to like get in touch with somebody is you messaged me multiple times. You were just like, hey, hey still here, hey, and I'm like, thank you, because I get so many DMs in a day, like, on average, I get, I would say, 75 to 100 new wow. DMs a day, so, like, if you're not constantly being like, I'm still here, like, I, I might miss your message, and it's not because I'm, like, trying to be a bitch, like, that one guy, when he was, like, I didn't respond to him within 24 hours, and he was, like, went from being like, I love you, too, you slut, and I'm like, Nice
0: yeah Thanks. what's going on in his life
1: yeah I'm like sometimes it takes me a week to respond to people because it's overwhelming and like when you log in and you see that you have 60 new conversations plus the ones you already had going on which again like I said is anywhere between like 40 on a slow time mm-hmm. up to hundred active conversations And that's including business consulting and like stuff like I'm like constantly talking to people. So I'm like, if I don't respond for a week, it's because I mentally needed to like recharge. But yeah.
0: there you go. And that's a lesson for anybody listening. If you are a fan of a celebrity or anybody in your in your uh, in your phone, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you reach out, they don't respond. You keep reaching out until eventually they respond and they get on your podcast and all of a sudden you have a really cool conversation like this exactly we didn't even touch on the (laughs) (laughs) dad we didn't even touch on the dad jokes your your dad jokes are i'm a dad i make jokes but your dad jokes are better than mine
1: thank you so i'm like it's quite funny because people be like oh my god like that's i've heard this one before and i'm like obviously, I'm like, dad jokes are meant to be retold. I try to do, like, the ones that I verbally do in my videos. I try to be ones that I've, like, written or, like, taken inspiration from a different joke and, like, recreated it. But I mean, the ones that I post on my, like, feed, I'm like, yeah, of course they're just regurgitated dad jokes. Like, I'm not that funny. (laughs) Like I'm just good at finding the funny ones.
0: Yeah, but I like. I would encourage any of my listeners go check out her social media. If you're a fan of comedy, if you like to laugh, go check out this girl. It's so funny. I'm not even going to try and recreate them on this one, but the the Titanic one and the door one, my two favorites. Thank you. Absolutely Thank you. hilarious.
1: Did you see the nouns one? That was the first like pickup line that really took off.
0: Yes, I did, but I can't remember it now. What's the nouns it's, one? It's
1: uh, what is it? Are you a noun because i'm a person i've got a place and we could be doing a thing <laughs> Yeah. and that was the first one that really I just like went
0: yeah oh if no you... that's
1: a lie filthy hobbitses that was the first one
0: no i didn't hear filthy hobbits mm. i gotta check that one out that's my homework for later
1: <laughs> yeah that one was like one of the first ones the small hands and the filthy hobbitses were the first two that went like viral and i'm like cool not what i meant to get recognized for now i'm the small hands girl but whatever
0: or the tea lights the tea lights on your feet that was also hilarious
1: (laughs) well because someone wanted to know how big my foot was and i was like it's like a size five and they're like how big is that and i was like okay so then i just like would measure it against like a can of pop and people were like this is hilarious please do more of these so i was like okay if you guys want me to measure my foot against (laughs) an objects i will
0: it's such a weird concept, but people online are crazy, you know? So, I mean, yeah, that's what we got to live with, I guess.
1: Well, I think it's difficult, too, because, like, I never show my body in my videos. Like, rarely do you see my body. So people yeah. are just like, what is she? Is she actually this little or is she making it up? Like, how small are we talking here? And then I'll just, like, hold stuff. I'm like, here, like, this is my AirPods case. And, like, it's, like, the size of my entire palm."
0: Yeah. Or the Brussels sprout. You had the Brussels sprout as well. (laughs) such a
1: big Brussels sprout. It was terrifying. I'm like, why is this this big? Like, how is this supposed to cook properly? It was
0: weird. Awesome. Well, again, the reason I asked you to come on and thank you so much for coming on my podcast is A, I'm a huge fan, so it's more selfish for me. Uh, B, I'm trying to correlate uh, and and send out a positive message of, uh, you know, hard work, perseverance, uh Help, assistance from your local community when they fucking give it. Um But all of that, nothing is going to come to you. You got to go to it. So I'm trying to correlate that into my boxing, my training, my fitness, cardio, uh, my job, you name it. Just the world we live in now it's taking away all of this hard work and they're trying to push shit for free. No, you got to work hard. And then all of a sudden you're going to get a million followers on TikTok.
1: Yeah. Well, like my biggest things that I always try to tell people is manifest what you want, manifest your desires, change your language to yourself. So like never say something like, Oh, I wish that I could be a millionaire. It'd be like, how can I become a millionaire? Like, you need to change your wording so it's no longer a dream, it's tangible, and then once you have a tangible thought, like, I want a Ferrari. Okay, well, how are you going to change that? I want to, how do I get a Ferrari? And then you start processing it as, like, steps, right? So, like, that's, I'm going to be launching some, like, things on how I grow on social media, I'll be doing, like, courses and stuff, so I will go into detail with all of that. Like, for years I said, I'm going to be famous, I don't know what for. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be rich, and I don't know why, but I kept saying it, and now what's happening? I'm literally becoming well-known just for being me. I'm I'm living my dream. I'm being paid to be me. Balling. Um, because I yeah, I manifested it. Like it's you have to think of the way that you're perceiving your own thoughts. And like that's why I highly recommend talk to yourself all of the time. Because then you can hear yourself either speaking negatively or speaking positively and you can address it. I mean, I'm always like, I'm a fucking idiot. But I don't think of it like like bad. I'm saying it like, yeah, we all make mistakes. We all, we're idiots, we're all stupid. Like even the smartest person in the world is fucking dumb. Like we're all just dumb in different ways. So you just gotta understand where you're dumb and make it work for you.
0: There you go, find out where you suck and then fix that and then I yeah, guess.
1: Or just lean into it. One of the two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I really appreciate yes. your time. Awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's
0: been great. It's good. a pleasure. Guys, please do me a favor. If you think I'm fucking awesome, hit the subscribe button while she fixes her hair. Hit like, hit share, hit comment. Do all that wonderful stuff that will make me famous so that people ask me to go on their podcast and be all cool. Am I right? Of course. Awesome. Can we end with uh, finger guns?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: (laughs) Rockin'. Take care of yourself, Ash. Appreciate your time.